blossom underneath the cloudless sky And I'm drinking at the fountain that never shall run dry Oh yes, I'm feasting on the manna from a bountiful supply Oh, I am dwelling now for Sounds from Beulah Land, sponsored by Beulah Land Baptist Church under the direction of Dr. Leroy Howe, Senior Pastor. The church is located quarter mile west of 59 on Highway 96 in Queen City, Texas. Here is Dr. Howe.
Friend, do you remember when Jesus passed your way? You remember the time when the Holy Spirit convicted you that you were a sinner and you needed salvation? You remember that day, that time, that hour? If you don't remember that, beloved, I would question, according to the Bible, that you've ever really been saved by the blood of the Lord Jesus. Now, I don't mean that you remember it was on a July the 25th, 1940, whatever. A date like that. I don't believe you necessarily have to believe that, but I believe that if a change and experience in a relationship with a holy God really took place in your life, I believe you remember that. There was some of a change. It was something new, something different. And it had a bearing on your life and still does to this day. You may have gone back on God and not lived as your heart that wanted and searched and wanted to at the time because of maybe association of other people and the opportunities to pray and to go to church did not fall easily for you and you maybe drifted from that moment and didn't really cultivate it like it should but you remember yes you was touched by something that you and like no other touch had ever had I wonder if you remember that if you don't because you know just to surrender your all to the Lord Jesus and follow and obey him is the only way you can have assurance your job will not assure you of your life eternal your association with other friends and neighbors and your relatives and loved ones does not assure you of a bright future but I'll assure you you turn your life toward the Lord no matter what comes no rain can wash it away or flood it no fire can burn it no thief can steal it you have blessed assurance when you surrendered and turned it all to God God if that kind of singing music and hymns will not stir your fire it's out somebody said you would wet I believe that that kind of singing, beloved, if you're really turning your life toward God, don't stir you and make you rejoice inside. I tell you, I wonder if you got a fire at all. Well, thank God for His goodness, His mercy, and His grace. Oh, blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine I tell you sometimes these years even in the presence of this room today I feel this moving of the Spirit of God just to think that this is just a little bit of what heaven's going to be and even it really isn't any comparison to know oh, what a day that'll be Looking forward to that day. But until that day comes, beloved, you and I got work to do. There's a lost world out there around us. They're dying every day without Jesus. And to die without Jesus means they're dying and going to hell. Many of them are our friends. Sometimes maybe a loved one. Sometimes could be a neighbor. Or it might be just a stranger. 
but no one is a stranger to the Lord. That is, he's conscious of their being. We think of those who are not saved as being strangers of the Lord and from the Lord, and in a sense they are, because they don't have that spiritual relationship with him. But there's not a person out there in the world today that is alive that God's not conscious of, and God knows his being, and God knows whereabouts. And it's my heart's desire through this radio program that you be reached and touched. If you're unsaved today, I'd like to help you come to find the way, and that way is Jesus. And if you're saved and you're just struggling, and it seems like that every time you put one foot forward for God, you seem to slip too. I want to help you today. And you're out there and you're serving God and and you're you're enjoying it and you're just the best seem like that you can can. I want to encourage you. Oh, don't quit. Time grows short. Every day you live, you're one day closer to eternity. And if you're serving God, what a blessing that is to know you're that much closer than you were yesterday. My dear friend, if you're not ready to meet God, I'd like to also remind you that you're one day closer than you were yesterday. I'd like to call your attention on the scripture in the Bible that's over in the book of Luke chapter 15. Very common story, but I'd like to read it to you and say a few things about it today. Try to help you. In the book of Luke chapter 15 and verse 11, it says, And a certain man had two sons, and the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that falleth to me. And he divided unto them his living. And not many days after the younger son gathered all together and took his journey to a far country, and there wasted his substance with a righteous living. And when he had spent all, there arose a mighty famine in that land, and he began to be in want. And he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country, and he sent him into his fields to feed swine. And he would fain have filled his belly with the husk that the swine did eat, and no man gave unto him. And when he came to himself, he said, How many hired servants of my father's have bread enough and even to spare, and I perish with hunger. I will arise and go to my father, and I'll say unto him, Father, I've sinned against heaven and before thee, and I am no more worthy to be called thy son. Make me as one of thy hired servants. And he rose and came to his father. But when he was yet a great way off, his father saw him. And he had compassion. And he ran. And he fell on his neck and kissed him. And the son said unto him, Father, I've sinned against heaven, and I've sinned in thy sight. And I'm no more worthy to be called thy son. But the father said to his servant, Bring forth the best robe and put it on him and put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet. And bring hither the fatted calf 
and kill it and let us eat and be merry for this my son was uh, lost uh, was dead and is alive again he was lost and is found and they began to be merry in this story today that I've read to you we're going to find maybe two dwellings that we might think about first of all it was the dwelling at the father's house and then after a long journey there was a dwelling at the hog bin now there's a vast difference isn't there think about it at the father's house or in the hog pen that was this man's lifestyle at this point he lived at the father's house which represents plenty all that's needed for his own testimony and even the sparing wasted far more than what he now possesses as his very best and so the story unfolds you see and I'd like to sort of angle it thinking like this saying you don't have to go to the hog pen think about it that's the subject for our little message today you don't have to go to the hog pen every person who's listened to me today either was at one time on the road to the hog pen or you're on the road to hog pen today or you're in the hog pen one of the three you either have been you are are you going there today you see, in my boyhood days, the hog pen, the way we dealt with hogs, we had a pasture. The hogs were put out in the pasture, and that's where they roamed, but we wanted a hog to kill for the family, that we might have meat to feed the family. Dad would build a pen, a, a pen and he'd choose a certain hog or a pig put it in the hog pen and to fatten out to kill to provide the family with meat to eat I said that to say this it seemed to think that the hog pen uh, was the trap that he was put in and it seemed that almost invariably that the pen was the death trap for the hog once the hog was chosen or wound up in the pen you could count him out it won't be long now it won't be long because that pen is the trap that brings you down to the mouth or to the point of death in this story it seems that uh, this uh, is Satan's death trap Satan likes to bring us down to the trap of death the pig pen in the book of Romans chapter 6 verse 23 the Bible says that the wages of sin is death you get my message we're talking about the pig pen or the hog pen you don't have to go a lot of folks are there a lot of other folks on their way there and some of us have been there but let me say to you you don't have to go but you see if you're not careful that's where we all will wind up at Ephesians chapter 18 verse 4 says the soul that sinneth it shall die 
get in the hog pen, if you're not careful, there's no return. Now, there's few that return, and I'm grateful that the story today tells us of a man who went to the hog pen, but thank God he didn't stay. He returned. Now, uh, with Romans chapter 2, verse 12, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Sound about like, in a sense, we're sort of born in the hog pen, in a sense we are. But we look at it a little different angle. Psalms chapter 51, verse 5 says, In sin did my mother conceive me. So as I said, it seems that, look at it one way, we could say we were born in the hog pen, and we need to get our way out. And of course, if you want to look at it from that angle, your only way out, beloved, is the Lord Jesus. We see, uh, it doesn't, we're cared for until the age of accountability by the mercies and grace of God. All little children who die and go to be with God before their age of accountability, they're saved. They're, well, they're all taken care of by the mercies and grace of God. Cain, you see, the firstborn child, went to the hog pen and died there. As far as we know, Cain, you know, oldest, Abel's brother, killed his brother. Cain went to the hog pen, had a chance to return. God told him after God rejected his offer, his offering to him, and it was an offering of works, just like a lot of folks are offering today. They're doing a lot of work, but works will not atone your salvation. Works will not atone for your sin. It's a blood offering that has to be paid. But Cain offered his offering and God rejected it. But God is a God of the second chance. Hallelujah. God told Cain, Cain, you missed the mark, in essence, is what he said. You missed the mark. I rejected what you did. But Cain, I'll give you another chance. I'll give you another chance not to do the same, but to come before me with the right kind of an offering. But Cain turned it down and went and become a vagabond. As far as we know, he died and he went to hell. Although God gave him a chance to repent, come back to God. In Judges chapter 7, verse 25, Achan says, Why hast thou troubled us? The Lord shall trouble thee this day. And all Israel stoned him with stones. Achan died in the trout of hogpen, of sin. In other words, God ordered a certain thing to be done. To not gather anything of the world, even though they had defeated the Philistines and whipped the enemy, but they were not to take any of the spoil. And you see, he did, and God, uh, he went to the hog pen. Disobeying can get you in the hog pen. In Second Samuel chapter 12, verse 10, talking about David, Now therefore this sword shall never depart from thine house, because thou despised me, and hast taken the wife of Uriah to be thy wife. David is in the hog pen, 
But thank God, David didn't stay in the hogpen. You see, I'm showing you today, you don't have to go to the hogpen. Even if you go to the hogpen, you don't have to stay there. But let me warn you, for the thousands that go to the hogpen, only a few ever return to make to say I won was in the hog bin, but now I've returned to safety. Because you see, the hog bin has such a grip and such a hold. Sin will get a hold of you, beloved, so strong. Adultery, murder, covetousness, and, and all this gambling and lying and cheating and, and you know, procrastination will so take its toll on you and become a part of your life. You can't easily let it go. You can't get out of the hog bin easily by yourself. So out of all of this hog bin experience came the book of Psalms. So you may say, Preacher, I'm in the hog bin today. Well, honey, you don't have to stay in it. God made a way for you to get out of the hog bin. Get out of there today by the grace and the mercy of God. So you see, Jacob also, I don't have time to tell you this story, but Jacob went to the hog pen, but you remember he returned, and leaving us with the twelve tribes of Israel, from which came our blessed Savior. Through the years, I've seen many who have gone to the hog pen. Some at a young age, and I've seen them die there. Oh, I stood in the pulpit and saw many broken-hearted mother, a brother and a sister, and a father, who their son or daughter went to the hog pen and died there. I've had friends and close loved ones that have done this. It's a tragedy to die any place in a sense it is, you know, but it, to die in the hog pen. To die with the Lord, the Bible says, is a blessing. For some, their services have been close by. Some of you know some folks just like that. Some are wrapped in plastic bags. They didn't have to go. They were told, they were warned, they were witnessed to, but they wanted to go to the hog pen. And so they went to the hog pen. I've, as I've said, I've buried, I've buried friends, neighbors, and strangers that went to the hog pen for their own life, for their own, what they said before they, just before they died, they went to the hog pen. Buried a man not too long ago. He lived his life in the hog pen. As far as anybody knows, he died there in the hog pen and went to hell. It's not easy to preach funerals of those that their testimony show that that's what they did. We don't know their hearts, of course. I'm aware of that. But we also are told that we shall know a man or a tree by the fruit they bear. A person doesn't have to go to the hog pen. Abel, Cain's brother, he didn't go to the hog pen. He had the same mother and daddy, raised on the same roof. But he didn't go to the hog pen. Joseph was put into a pit and in prison, but he didn't go to the hog pen. There was a time I was tempted 
and for a while headed the hogpole pen. Thank God the mercy and grace of God wooed me and showed me that was not my life. That's not what I really wanted. I'm grateful to God. By His mercy and His grace, I didn't go to the hog pen. I say to you, some of you could be in the hog pen uh, uh, today. Some of you are. But Jesus is offering you a way out. He's offering you a way out. As if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in thine heart. God is raised from the dead. Thou shalt be saved. If you're faithful, God's book said that thou shalt be faithful. He's faithful and just to forgive us of all our sins and cleanse us of all our righteousness. Jesus is often your way out. You may have missed going to church, but you don't have to miss again. Get started. Get off the hogpen road. Things on the hogpen road. A person may have smoked his first joint. That is, that's on the road. Yes, sir. That's the road you, that goes to the hogpen. That's a start. That's the first step. You have, may have taken that, but you don't have to take another smoke. Someone you may have started under rock and roll music. Yes, sir. According to the Bible, that's on the road to the hog pen, but you can stop it. You can still a bouncing and a flouncing. You can turn to Jesus. Some of you just got started on drugs. Yes, sir. That's the hog pen road. It's full of it. Find it all along the way. It gets worse the further you go, but you don't have to go. Turn back. Turn back, my friend. Worthy movies produced in Hollywood. Yes, sir. That's a hogpen road uh, evidence. Hogpen road slops and, and roughs and bumps and holes in the road. But you don't have to keep watching. You don't have to go. You may have taken your first uh, or even your 50th or 100th drink. You're trucking along pretty fast. But you can get off now. You really can. Read the exit signs. The exit sign says, all oh, it's coming to me. Well, not, I, well I'll not cast out. You're on the road. Here's a sign saying big letters, flashing lights, saying, Oh, if you'll come to me, I'll not cast you out. Travel a little farther down the road, and you find a sign flashing big and loud. Come unto me, all you that labor and heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. You see, there's a way out. Ephesians verse four, chapter four, four, verse 28 says, You may have stolen, but steal no more. Stop. You may have gotten involved in illicit sex. Stop it. Stop sinning. Stop doing sex outside of marriage. That's not right. It's the, it's the hogpen road. You don't have to do it again. You may have stolen God's money. Stop it. Start being honest with God's money. A lady called my wife the other day. She had been on the hogpen road for some 25 years. She said she had gotten out as a result of listening to her song singing. Another lady gave us her testimony. Uh, two years ago, she was in the hog pen of sin because the minister of our church, land. she's out, and as she puts it, she and the Lord is on the same page. Hallelujah. Hogs at the hog pen. Whatever we feed them, it will slop. It was called slop. You slop hogs. Sheep are at the Father's house. You feed sheep. Sheep food. Great. Hey. There are many exits on 
the road to the hog pen. Every day as you head down the hog pen road, you can go fast or slow. But if you don't exit, you will eventually wind up in the hog pen. You don't have to go, my friend. Turn around right now. Let Jesus come in your heart and your life. The Lord's offering you a way out. The exit is the book of Romans. That thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus. Believe in thine heart, God raised him from the dead. Thou shalt be saved. Father, save that one that's lost today. Pull your child back close to you. And love that one that's serving you faithfully. Give us courage, encouragement and help us to serve you until this time next week. May God bless you is my prayer.